Welcome to Stunt Stories. I'm Corey Eubanks. Today, I have a very unique special guest joining me. She is my ex-wife. Her name is Sally Eubanks. Sally, thank you for being on Stunt Stories. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, this is not awkward at all. We are actually good friends. Um, my ex-wife and I are actually back together after seven years of hell going through a divorce. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about your career as a professional stunt driver and uh, what that was like and everything that you've done throughout your career. Um, I remember when we first met, you weren't even sure what I did as, uh, for a career, what a stunt performer was. I did not. Then you came down to what, what set was it you came down and watched us film? I believe the first one was Beat the Devil. Or no, not Beat the Devil. It was down in Long Beach. Um, it was your BMW spots that you were doing it for w- John Woo. The Hostage. The Hostage, yes. The Hostage. Yes. So that was the first, would you say the first movie set that you would step foot on? Yes. And you saw us down there? Actually, no, that's not correct. The first movie set I stepped foot on was actually when you were filming Payback when I was in high school. At my uh, high school, you were actually filming in the pool there. That's right. That was, gosh, that was 1989. Yes, correct. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, okay, so that was the first movie set. But as far as seeing stunts performed and stunt driving, would you say that it was The Hostage that was the first your first? Yes. yes. Time? Um, and then as we started dating, and I remember uh, you moved in with me. Yes. You and your two beautiful daughters moved in with my son and my daughter. And we, um, I would see you drive, you know, the, not just the ranch truck, but I would see just you driving your own vehicle. And, I, and I'm like, wow, this girl can really handle a vehicle. And I, I think I mentioned to you that I thought you would be a hell of a stunt driver. You did. And then what, the next thing we were buying a stunt car. That's right. What was the stunt car I bought for you? It was a Caprice. I can't remember the year. The gold Caprice. It was a 1982. Oh, 82. Yes. Okay. See, because I wanted to impress you and buy you a really nice stunt car. (laughs) (laughs) I think I paid. Hey, it did the job. Yeah. (laughs) You were very good in that. I remember, was that the car that you slid between the two pepper trees? Yes. We had two pepper trees at Pepper Tree Ranch that were probably less than 20 feet apart. And I remember because you were throwing, learning how to throw 90s on dirt. Between the two barrels. Between the two 55-gallon barrels. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, that's all fine and dandy, but what really separates the men from the boys or the girls from the women is when you are going to throw a vehicle up to an object that doesn't move, that if you hit it, it's going to destroy the vehicle. I go... Kind of like those two trees over there. And yes. tell us about what happened with that. It was just one of those days that I thought, well, I'm just going to give it a shot. So that's what I did. And hell, I came right between those two trees and made it. It was perfect. I can, couldn't believe it. Can I tell you something, honestly? That really turned me on. Did it really? <laughs> I was hoping that's what I did it for. <laughs> I thought that was the sexiest thing ever. And then I, I think also I had, didn't I have a little camera with me? Cause I wanted to photo. You and Casey. Yeah. I, I think Casey was actually, he was sitting up in the tree. You took the camera. Cause I was pretty 
pretty sure you were going to... Yeah, we, we may have even been working on my reel at that time. Your stunt reel? Yes. Yeah. So you had the camera. But then let's tell them what you had to get in and try to duplicate I don't want to talk thing. about that. Are you, talk, <laughs> are you talking about when I came in and I hit the tree? The only tree? dent in the car. The, <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. See, that's why it didn't work out between you and yeah, I. Exactly, yeah. right? <laughs> that is true. I think I came in there all cocky and confident mm-hmm. and tried. I think that's when the brake line broke and the car went out of control. Yeah. No, that's right. I, you Then, remember, I took you up to Canada to a stunt driving school because you... Had you already gone to Rick Siemens at that time and Bobby Orr's? Oh, yeah. Bobby was the first. Rick was the second. And then I went back to Rick's, but I believe that Canada was before I went back to Rick's second school. Okay. So it wasn't just me. But but no intention to go to that school in Canada. I just went with you because you were promoting that school. For Gil Combs. Right. Yeah. So you had, I had taught you a little bit. Yes. I taught you how to hit a pepper tree. (laughs) And... And then you went to Rick Seaman's stunt driving school. What was that, three days? Yes. And I remember talking to Dorian Kinji, who went to that, was it Dorian? Dorian. Went to school that school with you, and he mm-hmm. said how good you were and how you were able to do everything the guys were doing and just as well, if not better. And then Bobby Orr's, didn't you have a bad experience at Bobby Orr's school? Well, he did this whole thing, like he picked, I think, someone that was vulnerable and or maybe because I was dating you at the time, but he took me in the car and pretended that he was going to go off this ramp, this pipe ramp or something. And then, I mean, I had no idea. He scared the crap out of me. Really? You thought he <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I didn't know. Yeah. Shoot. He is a little crazy looking when you see him. Yeah. Nice man though. Yeah. Super nice. Good Great te- guy. Yeah. Good teacher. Mm-hmm. A lot Very of his, his techniques I, I use when I stunt drive, when I'm not hitting pepper trees. Mm-hmm. But so then, yeah, we went up to Canada. Mm-hmm. Was it Vancouver? No, Toronto. Okay. Okay. Toronto. Toronto. And to Gil Combs stunt driving school and Al Wyatt Jr. went too, right? Al, Wy- Al Wyatt uh, and then Gil Combs' dad, Gary, Gary Combs. Combs. Yeah. Yes. And you went through the school just for the fun of it, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I think you had asked if I could just go through and they were not sure about it and then Ended up, they let me do it. And I'll never forget, there was part of the course, you had to throw this 90-degree slide in between, what were those? Were there cones or the yeah, it was. Yeah, it was going and throwing a 180, coming out of the 180, and then immediately throwing a 90 into the box. And yeah. it was with cones, yeah. And you were being scored. Yes. And I remember when you slid in there. Mm-hmm. I was standing directly behind a ways away behind your car. And I thought to myself, regardless of who was driving the vehicle, I thought, wow, that is a perfect, mm-hmm. perfect mark. Hit your mark. Was it a 180 or a 90? It was a 90. A 90. Mm-hmm. And I go, that's perfect. You, that you can't, he's going to have to give her a hundred score. But Gil Combs coming from the old cowboy world, it's like there's never a perfect score for a ride. Mm-hmm. There's not a, never been in the history of rodeo a 100-point ride. Mm-hmm. It's always less. And he was walking around your vehicle measuring with his feet. Well, it's, it's the same exact distance on the right side of the car from the cones and the markers than it was from the left. It, it was a perfect 90, but he wouldn't give you a perfect score. No, his ego got in the way. He could not <laughs> handle it. He couldn't give it to me. <laughs> 
I was proud of you, though. I was like, wow, that was really, really good. Oh, then tell us about how did it... Oh, but I, what it, I, I came in, what, the number one score, though. You need to add that. Sorry, my ego got in the way. <laughs> That's right. So you did have the highest score mm-hmm. of all the... There. Out of all the students. So you won. Yes. So, um, all right, so let's get this right. You won the stunt driving competition, and I hit the pepper tree. Mm-hmm. That's pre- Okay. I should be taking lessons from you. <laughs> so ha- what happened when, how did you get the job on Auto Rocks? And, and tell us all about that experience and what you did. And wh- what was Auto Rocks with uh, uh, Joe Rogan? So Auto Rocks was um, put on through Spike TV. It was an awards show and they were uh, paying, I believe it was Carol Shelby, honoring Carol Shelby. And I actually had the honor of driving Mr. Carol Shelby in his personal Cobra uh, up on stage. Yes, that was my first show. That was, that was a live... Live show. But you, it was taped, right? Yes. Yeah. So you drove, when you say you drove Carol Shelby's Cobra, was that a, a manual transmission? Yes. Didn't they come around and didn't Billy Hammond come? Oh, no. Actually, I'm sorry. Um, that was not. It was an automatic. His was an automatic. The actual, the manual transmission was the uh, the GT500 that Kid Rock had changed his mind and chose that uh, vehicle or that car, for me to bring him out on stage instead of the pickup truck that they had. Okay, so in addition to Carol Shelby that you drove up in his own personal Cobra, you drove Kid Rock. Yes. And who else did you drive up? Randy Couture. Randy Couture. Mm -hmm. Did you know who Randy Couture was? I did, yes, because you and I had watched UFC, and so that was huge for me to sit beside Randy Couture and the funny thing is, is you take him out of his comfort zone and he was so nervous. And for me to, to witness that was, I, I thought, pretty, and, and pretty what, special. And what was it like sitting next to Kid Rock? Did he try to hit on you? No, he actually didn't. He was super cool. Talked about the General Lee because I, I knew that he was a huge General Lee fan, Dukes of Hazard fan, and told him that you and I were engaged. And uh, then he had asked about, you know, a couple different things that you had done. So we got, I mean, he was great, super great, made me rev up the engine before we went out and great experience. One of the best, best jobs. What was it like? What was Carol Shelby like? Oh, the nicest, the nicest man. Yes. He told me that I'll live to be easily in my hundreds because of technology and everything. He had just come out of a, I believe a heart surgery, major heart surgery. Wow. And yeah. Nice man. Now, this ramp that you were driving up, I, I didn't obviously get to experience what you did, but driving up the ramp and then it leveled off. And wasn't the platform that you were going on, wasn't it spinning? It was a turntable, yeah. A turntable. Mm-hmm. So were you able to see that ramp, I mean, uh, uh, the, the turntable? Or, or how did you... My, no, my, my, how I ended on my mark. Yeah. How did you know that you knew where to be on your mark because a freaking thing was spinning? Um, I just found a marker, my eye line. So I knew once I came up and my eye hit a certain area, I knew that I was on and then it was automatically started spinning. And yeah, that was nerve wracking. It had to be. Mm-hmm. I was in the audience Yes, that night. I forget who I was talking with. The guy who builds the, the chopper motorcycles. 
from Lompoc. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I also, uh, Barrett Jackson, they were the owners of the GT500, and oh. that's what, that was the manual transmission, and I had to take them out and prove to them that I could actually drive. And it was not just an actual stick shift. It was one of those square, not, not square handles, but just the odd, something that I knew how to do, but... Not often. Yeah. So it was nerve-wracking. Yeah. A lot of people today, young kids getting their driver's licenses, they don't even, manual transmission. Oh, no. What do you mean? There's a clutch. What's that? They'd have no idea. Yeah. So that was a big, that was a big um, deal for you. That was an exciting thing. And did you get to meet Joe Rogan? Yes, I did. Yeah. How was, so between Joe Rogan, Kid Rock, Randy Couture, and and uh, Carol Shelby, who who was the nicest? Oh gosh, they were all nice. I I would have to say the the most sincere was Mr. Carol Shelby. Yeah. Just yeah. So after that, what was were you already in the Screen Actors Guild at that time? Did you become a member of the Screen Actors Guild? Working on it, um, I was working for Bill Young. Precision drivers. Right. And mm-hmm. you did so many days on that and that made you eligible. Right. What was your first uh, stunt job? Because I know you've doubled Nicolette Sheridan. That was my first job was on Desperate, Desperate Housewives. Housewives. So, wow. Yeah. And to not even have ever watched the show mm-hmm. and to land a job on the hit ABC television show was and huge. Who do we thing. have to thank for that? That was Alan Wyatt. Alan Wyatt because and he, Wally Crowder, but and, Alan Wyatt really just he went you know, down. He and, went above and beyond. He yeah. went down and talked to Nicolette, didn't he? Yes, he did. He actually called her, and then and she was great. She was, I, I think, because of Alan, she she would have been great anyway. But she treated me, I think, even better than she would have. Yeah, it's because she liked you. She did like it's me. Because you're smoking hot. <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> you were, and you are still you're smoking hot. Um. Yeah, and I remember. I remember Wally Crowder was a little upset because he thought we went around his back and yeah. to try to uh, get you on the show when he was going to. Understandably get, so, but yeah. yeah. And I, I still, I love that man. I miss oh, I'm so Wally. grateful for that man. Yeah, he's yeah. he's wonderful, awesome human being. Mm-hmm. So you worked on Desperate Housewives quite a bit. Yeah, I would say. From I, what I remember, mm-hmm. I I liked that I was staying home and you were going to yeah, work. Yeah, there was a couple times that you. We're home with the, the girls when I went to work. And and then we worked on, if we back up, um, we got married on a Sunday? Saturday. And went to work on a Monday for two weeks. Yeah. On Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious 3. Yeah. Weren't you my passenger? Because I remember there was this smoking hot chick sitting mm-hmm. next to me. Was that you? Because yes. she had a wig on. What was with that? I don't know. You, you know, that's just moot. <laughs> Hollywood. I mean, you had your hair. It was it, the same as hers. Yes. Your mm-hmm. blonde hair looked just like the actresses. It's the money. It's the rental. The wig rental. Yeah. And they put the wig on you, and then you didn't look like... No. Terrible. The girl. Ridiculous. They did that so much, though. They did that on Desperate Housewives, too. I still remember Terry Leonard calling. Oh. Yeah, he called. Hey. That's great. Eubanks, I'm going to hire you and your bride. That'll be my wedding present for you guys. Well, that was it. Was a good honeymoon because we had a lot of laughs. It was fun. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Working with Sammy, Sammy? Malouf. Oh gosh. Oh my god. He's and, funny. And, and also Steve Holiday. Oh, Steve Holiday. And I didn't know that he would become my in-law. 
But yeah. Isn't that crazy? crazy. I, I know that there was one time, because we were driving that Viper, that convertible mm-hmm. Viper. Scared at one time. Yeah, when we collided into Sammy mm-hmm. Maloof, and he was in that Monte Carlo, and we got up on two wheels, or he got up on two wheels, and I thought, oh, F word. Yeah, when they he knocked us into the 360. Remember when we kind of landed in that little bit? Of, we almost went into that ditch. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That was scary. But that was, that was a great that was a great honeymoon. Cause, yeah, because I remember telling you, I said, "Hey, babe, if you will marry me, mm-hmm. I'll I'll take you places you've never seen before." You did not lie. I'm like, yeah, this is Victorville, uh-huh. California. You're like, this is really impressive. Yeah. <laughs> so, what other movies did we work on together? We did well, Deja Vu. Oh, I forgot about Deja Vu. Deja Vu. Did you get to meet Tony Scott when you're? We yes, uh, met him. He was out at dinner one night. And we ended up at the same restaurant. And he bought dinner for everybody. Yes. We worked on Deja Vu. We worked on The uh, the Hitcher. The Hitcher. The Hitcher. Oh with my Kurt Bryant. Kurt Bryant. What a great guy. Gosh, he's great. And then there was that one guy, that jerk. Was it Mike Owens? Is that his name? Oh, <laughs> Mike's funny. <laughs> we had so much fun with him. And who who was who was your... You were a passenger along with Dane Farwell. Oh, Dane. Yeah. Did you guys? He's, oh, we hit it off. Dane was great. Had a great time. I was his passenger and I'll never forget you and the, the jokester you are when you set everything on and here we're in the old station wagon. You turned on the windshield wipers, the radio, and he got in the car and I thought he was going to have a panic attack. (laughs) Everything going off. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We're going to mess this up. He's, he was fun to work with. And then, I think you forgot about this, we worked for Charlie Crawwell together. Oh, yeah, on Big Mama's House. Was it Big Mama's House? House two. Two. Yeah. Right. And then you've done a bunch of car commercials. You doubled Jessica Simpson mm-hmm. on a Weight Watchers. Yeah, on Weight Watchers spot. And, and tell us, what, what did you, I know what you did, because you came home and you told me, but why don't you tell the, everyone listening, what did you, first of all, how was she, did you meet her? I did briefly. Su- super nice, busy. She was getting her hair and makeup done, but yeah, they wanted to introduce me, and she she was sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were driving a truck. Yes, a nineteen sixty nine Ford pickup. A sixty nine mm-hmm. Ford pickup, mm-hmm. and, souped up. And wasn't there a dog in their truck? Yes, there was a Labradoodle named Tucker. He was my passenger with the trainer down in the floorboard of the truck. And what did you have to do in that commercial? Uh, I I had to do just a lot of uh, driving, but then slide up to the very edge of this cliff, which they make it look a lot more dangerous, but it wasn't too bad. So hypothetically, if you had overslid and went down the cliff, what do you think would have happened? Um, That would have been bad. All right. So that that was a stunt. Yeah, it was a stunt. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It was a stunt. Anytime. I I get asked that sometimes by producers and what what qualifies this as a stunt? I go, well, anytime the tires are breaking traction, whether you're accelerating or you're skidding, eh, that's that's now a stunt. Mm -hmm. So if you're sliding a pickup truck with like you did on the, on the dirt road up to the edge of a cliff, that's, that's definitely a stunt. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you did some other commercials, car commercials, Mm -hmm. correct? I did a Volvo spot. I did an Audi spot, the Q5 Audi spot, the convention center. Uh, I did a Saturn commercial. And then the Ford Mustang, the convertible, 
That was the the one in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah you were play, right. you were playing a part. You were yeah. Playing I got yourself. hired to play a part and drive, and yeah. was told that this car was going to be set up and able to slide and had this braking system. And you remember we showed up and yeah, there was not a thing none of that done, was done to the car. Uh uh-uh. That's that's very typical. That's very. And I'm not I'm I'm not blaming the car. I'm not for that I hit the curb and we all hit the curb. wreck the thing. We all wreck cars. Hey, <laughs> well, I, no, no, no. I, I think it, it was because you're downtown on in Las Vegas, Fremont street and people are yelling and you're in a convertible and you kind of let it get away with you. And you're like, I'm going to show them. And well, you showed them, I showed them all right. It was mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. Hey, I got to tell you something. I, I've lost count how many times, how many curbs I have overslid and crashed into mm-hmm. and how many cars I've wrecked that weren't supposed to be wrecked. I even wrecked a car one time and they put it in the outtake of the movie. That's Well, hu- yeah. That's humiliating. And I, well, how, how about try sitting there in the wrecked car trying to do the last scene and they know you wrecked it. So that was... That was the very uh, last. Remember the gas station and you, some guy showed up or something, and you had to adjust your roof. Oh, view. yeah, yeah. Did you ever see that shot? Did we ever see that commercial? You know, we did not. Because that was, you looked really, because you got beautiful eyes. I got to tell you. I mean, yeah. you're my ex-wife, so what? <laughs> you have beautiful eyes. And I remember that. I'm like, yeah, the director knows that she has beautiful eyes. And he was doing that mm-hmm. shot of, of the rearview mirror with you looking in, into the rearview mirror. What would you say in your in your stunt career was the most dangerous thing that you've done or been exposed to? The most dangerous? Probably your passenger on I Fast thought you were going to say that. Yeah. Why? <laughs> well, that was the first time I experienced the real, you know, real crashing and to me never really being in a a car accident and just hearing the bumping and banging it was so loud and so real. And then to, it was just, yeah, it was an experience for sure. Now you have not been working actively, uh, in the stunt business for a a little while. Mm -hmm. Um, do you miss it? I do. And I don't, I don't, I don't miss anything about Hollywood or driving down there. Nothing, um, of that. I, I miss I did work with some great people and had some great experiences and just knowing like when you do a stunt and then you leave at the end of the day and you feel like you're accomplished. I miss that. Wasn't there a scene that you did on Desperate Housewives where you got tackled over a couch or mm-hmm. you had to tackle someone? Yes, I was tackled. You were tackled. Mm-hmm. I've tackled you under the couch before, but for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> But I didn't get paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't you also do a scene um, in rollerblades or roller? Oh, well, that was my first job. That uh, was the what I when I first got hired on as on her stunt double. Yeah, it was to roller skate for her. And I didn't even know that you roller skated. And you're like, yeah, I roller skate. Oh, just as you know, as a kid and going to the roller rink for school, like field trips, and then some of my girlfriends. Growing up, we had roller skates and thought we were, you know, little pom-poms on them. And so, I, I mean, I, yeah, I thought I was pretty good. And what did you have to do? Uh, just roller skate up to uh, Terry Hatcher's window of her Volvo that she was driving on the set. So Did you, did you, you never hear about her anymore? No, you don't. I've heard horrible oh, things. Oh, she's terrible. 
Yeah. Sorry, she's just not nice. Not a good person. Yeah. Well, so maybe, maybe karma caught up with her. You know what? Or maybe karma just caught up with her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I a lot of them were not nice. Nicolette was the best. She was super friendly. Maybe not nice to them, but she was good to me. Well, that's that's all yeah. that matters. How you treat others, you know, treat others is the way you want them to treat you. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone should tell that to Terry Hatcher. Yeah. So um, tell me, which one of your your best experiences you think looking back on the entertainment industry and which, which film, which, what it particular experience that you go, wow, this was really, I, it, had I never met Corey, I never would really have been exposed to this. Yeah. I think, I don't think there's any one particular because every job was different. Every job took me to a different location. So that in itself was a different experience and an adventure and I think the whole thing was was awesome. I mean, looking back, I don't think that there was anything. I didn't really have a bad experience. Let me ask you something personal. Can I ask you something personal? Mm-hmm. Because you're my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've seen you naked. Mm-hmm. Um, what Do you think that the stunt business, the entertainment business, mm-hmm. was um, destructive to our marriage? Yes, you want to think about it for a second or you just want to... I don't even have to. Is there any advice that you would give to a young couple that just got married and either the stunt, the 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 husband is working as a professional stuntman or the, the wife is working as a... Because there are professional stunt women mm-hmm. whose husbands... Stay home or well, don't, are not in the business. Correct. Yes. Correct. They, they're, yes. they're doing, they have normal jobs. Mm-hmm. Nine to five, come home. What advice would you give to a, a, a wife whose husband is going off in the, in the stunt business? Um, I would say the biggest thing is communication to communicate and to know that whoever is going on the road, that they're, they're working, but whoever's at home is working too. So that needs to be understood, understood that, you know, and I, I know a lot of the times for, for me, you did recognize it, but then again, it did lose. And I'm not saying that, you know, anyone's at fault, both of us, it was just communication. And I believe that that's huge and you need to, and know that there are those out there that will be very destructive or try to be destructive to your marriage purposefully. And so you need to, you know, be aware of the people around you and who you can trust. I know we had a bad experience. So I'm, I'm sure some of the listeners who, who know me or maybe don't know me, um, or don't know, obviously you are wondering that, wow, these guys, these, this couple, they got divorced and now they're back together. But what they don't know is who divorced who? I divorced you. Why did you divorce me? Well, um, you, you don't have to answer. That yeah. I mean, it's a long answer, but yeah. for the most part, I, I believe I'd have to blame my best friend for, you know, polluting my mind and taking, you know, advantage of my vulnerability of, you know, raising twins at home and you're on the road. And I mean, it's easy to do. So she implanted some, um, false. Yeah. And then, you know, certain things like, or maybe, Hey, maybe everything was true. (laughs) (laughs) Say some things seem to match up, but it was like I said, the communication, like it was, it just, was past the point that 
I, I was so uh, believed that you were having an affair. And I mean, it's... From what I heard, it was lots of affairs. Well, Wasn't yeah. that what was... I don't know about lots of affairs, but um, I think sleeping around... I mean, an affair, I think, is something that is like, you know, more than once. Mm. Like you're involved, actually, with someone. Yeah. Your heart's involved. Yeah. Not just sexually. Or maybe not just your, I mean, maybe, does it have to be your heart? Maybe not. So, again, the the advice you would give to a young wife who has a husband who's a stuntman would be, uh, open communication. Yes. Open. Uh, and, and, and for her, like to communicate with him and how she's feeling and to not be so, uh, oh, he's out making the money. So I need to be quiet. No, she needs to talk to him. And if he's having, you know, they, they just need to communicate. I think it's huge. Do you think it would have been better had you, um, come on location more with me. I know it's hard with the twins because I was in Spain. Well, I also, was in Austria. Yeah. It wasn't like you could just jump in the car and drive downtown right. to LA. Right. I mean, we we did as, I, I felt like I did as much as I could, you know, with the, you know, the help that we had. And uh, yes, that I think that w- would have been beneficial, but having Kelsey and Mackenzie still at home too and raising them, I couldn't just go off and, leave them, you know, so. Yeah. Hey, you know what is kind of a shame is that in your career of doing stunts that you never got to do any horseback riding stunts no, because, or, or just a scene because you mm-hmm. are an incredible horseback rider. And that would have been like we watched the other night, we watched that Yellowstone mm-hmm. show, which is really a good show. Great show. Um, on on um, Paramount. Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. And I believe Jason Rodriguez is still doing that show as a stunt coordinator. And if he is, man, I I, I applaud Impressed. him. Impressed. That yeah. action scene that we saw the other night with the shoot 'em up, everyone getting mm. intense. It Just was intense. crazy good. It was like a feature film for a for a TV show is quite impressive. So yeah, that's the one thing I, I wish that you because I got to experience that uh, a few times. On yeah, some that would have been fun. Movies on horseback, and it's you would have been I think really really good at doing that. Well, listen, I um, appreciate you so much doing this stunt stories uh, episode with me, and um, thank you for being back in my life. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you for listening, you guys. Have a great day.